0: Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Your host, Jennifer Mitchell.
1: And today I'm talking with Kelly Matthews, who is the host of the podcast, Enlighten and Elevate with Kelly Matthews. Kelly shares with us her inspiring journey of how she used the healing energy of Reiki to move through the pain and suffering of betrayal. Little did she know that this incident would change her life entirely for the better and would become the catalyst that would spark her spiritual awakening. If you liked today's episode, Please show me some support by smashing that five-star button. Now get comfy and ready to expand your mind, body, and soul.
0: Hey Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm good, Jennifer. How are
1: you? Good. I'm really Happy excited here. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm really excited for this conversation and getting to know you in real time. I'd love to hear all about your story and tell you my story as far as you know, our, my spiritual awakening and my journey. Uh, for listeners, wh- where are you calling from today? Wh- where are you located?
2: I live in Illinois, so oh. I'm in the Midwest.
1: I'm here in Las Vegas now, but I love that you said that because I'm actually from Illinois. I am from Southern Illinois. I lived in Mount Vernon. I lived in Carbondale and spent a lot of time there during my childhood. What part of Illinois are you in?
2: I'm in Northern Illinois. Uh, okay. I live near Elburn area.
1: Okay. Yeah. I actually ha- never went up North, mostly South, which is a pretty big state. So <laughs> so I'd love to get to know you as I mentioned and hear about your journey of awakening and like, what brought you to becoming a Reiki practitioner and started your journey?
2: A little over three years ago, I had been working in manufacturing. I I had done a lot of different jobs, but I was let go from a place that I'd worked at 13 and a half years. And that was like a shock, but a blessing in disguise. And then two and a half months later, I discovered that my husband was having an affair with a close friend of mine. And my whole world kind of was turned upside down at that point. You know, I went through all the things I was my heart I was heartbroken. I was angry. Um, it was a double betrayal because it was not only my husband, but it was somebody that I had considered a close friend and somebody that I cared about. I mean, people that I really loved and cared about. So, you know, I was in a bad place pressed and I didn't want to stay there. I knew that I had to find something to help me to uh, move through that, to heal. Cause I just didn't want to be in that space of anger and resentment I just didn't want to stay there because I knew that wasn't going to help me. That wasn't going to help me to move forward. So I did do a regular therapy. I had, a, and I did counseling also with my husband and I, we actually are still together. So I know not every infidelity story ends that way, but we are still together. We've worked wow. through it. And, you know, so I actually turned to Reiki and Reiki sort of just came on my radar. And I really do believe that spirit works that way, that ready for something. It just, I didn't know what Reiki was. I, it just, all of a sudden I was mm. reading about it. I was hearing about it. And uh, so I put it, I, I Googled Reiki because I wanted to take it class. And I ended up finding a teacher who is uh, very close to, in Batavia, very close to me. And she's really wonderful. Her name is Stephanie Martin, and she runs a business called Om Sweet Om. It's really cute, mm. <laughs> the name.
0: I um, love that, actually.
2: I, right? I, I took Reiki uh, one and two with her. And that's really been my journey on of healing is I've really kind of expanded spiritually that way. I've learned about angels. I've learned about you know, EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping, I've really done a lot of self work. And I feel like that's a journey that is continuous. But so when I went through all the things I did, one of the things that really changed my point of view, and my view of like, oh, this happened to me, and this is awful, and I'm a victim, was I was actually reading a book uh, called Angels and Ascended Masters by Laura Powers and which is how we connected. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember reading a channeled message where they talked about how things in life happen for you, not to you. And so I sort of went on a whole exploration of that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I read Michael Newton books, I read Robert Schwartz books, and it talks all about pre-life planning and how sometimes the people who play adversarial roles in our lives are the ones there to teach us the biggest lessons. And that's how we move forward. We have to have the conflict and to learn and to grow. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And yeah, so that's how I pursued Reiki. And I really love it. It's a great healing modality.
1: It truly is. And you know, what's really interesting about your story is that oftentimes when we go through traumas or we go through significant events in our life, such as the one that you just mentioned, that that becomes the catalyst for our awakening. Uh, Through my my sessions as a quantum healing practitioner, I hear this story time and time again. I actually recently had a client last week who had a very similar story to yours. It was almost parallel. And the situation with her husband was the catalyst to her awakening. And I thought that was interesting. What her subconscious actually said was that that happened because it was part of the soul contract. And that that situation with the infidelity was supposed to happen, so it would spark her awakening. So I find that interesting that kind of hearing that a little bit in in your story, too. And um, oftentimes, when we come to work in the light in spirituality, or uh, follow this type of a spiritual path with our passions, that our trauma becomes a source of strength. That's the reason why. And that kind of leads into my story. Uh, growing up, they had a pretty traumatic childhood. Um my mom was an addict and schizophrenic on top of it. And it was very difficult. She was a single mom. So being raised with someone with those types of issues, and then they were left untreated. So got progressively worse over the years. As I mentioned, when we started, I lived in Illinois at the time. And I actually left there in 99. And I've never been back. <laughs> actually, we talked to her now. Um, this year will be 23 years because it was so such an abusive relationship that I had to cut it off for my own safety and well-being but I bounced around from job to job that I just really didn't care about because that's what society teaches us right that we have to stay in the system It's that kind of like the spear in you like oh if you don't get up and work your nine-to-five how are you gonna pay your bills? and so I was just like a worker d- worker B, went from like stressful job to stressful job and I always now looking back, I always thought out was like, the most stressful job imaginable and just running on adrenaline and that fight or flight mode for so many years. And in 2015, I was director of a large call center for an airline. So I mean, as you can imagine, like the stress on that, sometimes I'd walk in and there would be like 3000 calls holding six hour wait because of a hurricane or something had happened. And just managing the team for the call center was, was always a lot of stress. And I was really unhappy in my job. And I was actually unhappy in all of my jobs that I had (laughs) through my career. And I don't know, somehow I just stumbled across a video of Dolores Cannon, who ended up being the catalyst for my spiritual awakening. And I watched this video and it resonated so deeply with me because she's this, she's an older lady and she looked like she should be knitting blankets for her grandchildren. But no, she was talking about alien abductions and the higher self and the subconscious and people who have past lives on other planets. And I was like, what is this? And so I went down this. You know, rabbit hole, like researching and researching everything about Dolores and came across her modality of quantum healing hypnosis technique, which is QHHT. And I was so fascinated that I had to find a practitioner. And at this time, there was really no one here in Las Vegas. So I ended up going to LA, flew out to LA, and I had a session. and during the session, there's a, a point where we, as a client, I brought forward the questions that I, a, a list of questions that I want to ask my higher self. And one of the questions that I asked my higher self was like, well, what am I supposed to do with my with my life? Like, what's the next step of my career? I'm unhappy. And my subconscious, my higher self, told me that I was supposed to become a practitioner. And I didn't know. At the time, I didn't know what to do with that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to do this work. And so I kind of was, it took me a while to process. I just went back to doing my mundane routines, you know, in the matrix, and but was was really unhappy. And then I took on another job as a director at a bank where that was another really stressful position for me. And then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, I was at my low point, and I was drinking vodka in the parking lot at six thirty in the morning just to get through my day because I, I hated my work. I was bullied a lot in meetings. I had people that would like make fun of me, and even it's crazy that even in the adult workplace that that goes on. And I'm more like a peacekeeper. Right, so I never. It really does, and it was. I was miserable. I didn't want to go in. I, I didn't want to go on another day. I would spend all my weekend crying in bed because I knew Monday was around the corner, and. I sat there in the morning. I remember sitting out on in the parking lot of my car and I was like, I'm putting my notice in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> and so I told my husband and asked, I was like, I'm putting in my notice because something's gonna give, and it's either going to be me or I, I, something's gonna give it, it's gonna be it is gonna be me. And he's like, Well, do what you need to do, we'll figure it out. And so I put my notice in and I started doing sessions. I had already been certified and had done a couple. So I was like, I'm gonna start doing them, you know, more frequently. I started doing a lot of free sessions, and then I just got so busy because there's nobody really here that is. I don't think like is as visible and active in the community doing the quantum healing as I just jumped in. I was like, I'm gonna throw caution to the wind. I'm gonna throw myself out there, and people started coming, and the rest is history. And now I'm doing my podcast and doing sessions, and I'm so happy living my purpose. Everything's changed.
2: Absolutely, you can see like you have a glow. <laughs> thank you just you just light up when you talk about it yeah. um, what, what kind of healings have you seen occur through your work i mean you know i know i'm sure you've yeah. seen several is there anything that sticks out that you want to you know that would be good mm-hmm. for people to hear
1: yeah <laughs> there's there's there, Kelly, there's so many amazing miracles that happen in the quantum healing sessions the one that really sticks out for me was a gentleman who came for an in-person session and he had these glasses and one of the questions that he asked, had on his list was can you heal my sight and we did the session he put put his glasses on the nightstand because he wanted to take them off and I give like a little eye mask like a, a disposable eye mask and we asked the subconscious to heal his sight The subconscious to say like, yes I can do that for him and let me work on and was working on the site and that's really interesting. The body moves probably similar to what you, maybe you see in Reiki. Sometimes, you know, the body will move as it's processing it and the energy is flowing and could see the healing happening. We had uh, multiple questions that he had for healing. And after the session and he went home and I went in a, a spare room where we do the sessions and the glasses were sitting on the next stand. And I texted him. I was like, hey, you forgot your glasses. He's like, I don't need those anymore. I am healed. And I remember thinking, I believe it. I believe it. And I was like, I better keep these just in case. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> you know, I really believe it. I feel like I probably just, I don't think I'll throw them out. And so I actually reached out a few weeks later and I was like, I still have your glasses if you need them. And he's like, no, I am healed. I don't need them. <laughs> and I was like, I know you are healed, but I feel guilty totally be keeping your glasses. And it's interesting because I still have the glasses. <laughs> but it's a testimony as to how powerful this modality of healing is, and how powerful the subconscious is in self-healing. And I know that I'm actually a level one Reiki practitioner because I see that it pairs well with my in-person sessions. And so Reiki is another very powerful healing modality. And for you as a practitioner, what kind of healings have you seen that are most profound and impactful for your clients?
2: I, I would say emotional release. Reiki, it encourages like emotional release and also for stress relief. It helps bring balance and it helps people to relax and get into that state of relaxation where they can really let go, you know, and where you can get the messages and all the things you need from spirit. Because really everything that you need is within, but we're not taught that. We're taught that we have to keep getting that outward knowledge, but every piece of knowledge that we're seeking is within, and we just have to find it in the quiet. And that's how you have, you have to go within. And I'm still learning that too. Like, that's still a piece of my journey. I'm still learning all those things. But you're right. Reiki is a wonderful modality. It can be paired with a ton of different things, regular Western medicine. It can be any type of therapies. It's really a great practice. And for those that are listening that aren't familiar with what Reiki is, it's a Japanese holistic energy healing. Rei means universal and ki means life energy. So it's spiritually guided life force energy is whats what it is. And the people who give Reiki are attuned. So you are attuned by a Reiki master you go through some classes and you go through a ceremony and the Reiki master opens up your abilities to channel the Reiki energy. And that's how you can be a practitioner and give that to others.
1: Yes. I, I love Reiki. I love giving Reiki, receiving Reiki, and it does pair well with a lot of other healings. I know that Reiki is often paired with with sound healing. Yes. I'm, I do sound healing. Yeah. Meditation. And let's talk a little bit though about that trapped energy because that comes up a lot in my sessions. Portion of my session, one thing that we ask is that the subconscious scan the entire body from head to toe, looking for trapped emotions, energy, and trauma. And what I find is that if those energies and those emotions are left in the body, that they manifest and can become illness. So it is really important to, mm -hmm, to clear those energies out, whether it's through Reiki, or through quantum healing, or combination of both, which is why I became a practitioner of Reiki myself was to help get that trauma out. And time and time again, subconscious will tell me when I'm talking with my clients, you know, like, oh, they have anger, and the anger is usually stored in the stomach. I find sadness in the heart, fear in the mind. And it's the same thing from my clients, like the the emotions are really specific as to where they like to hide. Or, and anger, if left in the stomach, can manifest and turn into cancer or digestive issues. And to your point, Kelly, you know, we're often taught to look outside for the answers, but everything truly is within. We're an incredible self healing machine. Uh, the body is. We've only begun to talk. Very powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are very
2: powerful beings and we're doing energetic transfers all day. You think about it, you do all the things you do all day long, you're interacting with many different types of energy, which is why it's so important to have good self-care rituals our, us as individuals, not only to go out and seek healing modalities, that is important, but also just doing things for yourself, What you know, through whether it be exercise meditation, we do all these things, you have to drink water and get your nutrients for your balanced diet, but you also should be clearing your energy fields. I mean, especially for people who are empathic, there's a lot of energy out there, a lot of energy in the collective, a lot of fear energy that is out there today. So I feel like it is so important to regularly do that. And you can use I love insight timer. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a Mm -hmm. meditation app. And that's actually how I found Laura Powers was through Insight Timer. I found her through doing an Archangel Michael meditation, but she does also have a great release or um, heal. Oh my gosh. Of course it's an energy clearing. It's a 10 minute energy clearing. Everybody has 10 minutes in their day at the end of the day. If there's nothing more that you can give for yourself, do 10 minutes and just sit there and clear your energy. Ask your angels and guides to protect you during that space and help you release what is no longer serving you and just get rid of that stuff.
1: <laughs> I'd love to shift gears a bit and talk about that being empathic and talk about the energies. As you said, we're transferring energy, but we're also, for those of us who are empathic, we're receiving a lot of energy as well or picking up on that from people. I remember I first came to the realization that I was an empath when I was working in the call center. Again, we had probably about 300 agents at the time and I mean, you probably imagine like the stress and energy. As soon as you walk in, feel it. Like I am finding that people would come to me with stuff that was not work related. They would come to me and want to tell me about stuff going on at home and crying at my desk all the time. And it, but it wasn't happening to any of the other like senior leaders. i like, why? Why is everyone coming to me? I feel like I'm a, a gas station and people are coming to fill up. And like I'm, you know, giving. And there was this one lady specifically, bless her heart, um, her daughter had passed away. And every day, though, she was crying about her daughter that passed. And it was just becoming so draining. After about a year <laughs> of it, like on a daily basis, I, I started I'm like, what is going on? So I went to a Reiki practitioner for a session and she you know, told me, she's like, you're an empath. People are picking up on the fact that you're an empath. They're drawn to you like a magnet and they're coming to your station to fill up. And she's like, do you know how to zip up? And I was like, what's that? <laughs> this is like, right. I didn't know anything about zipping up and protecting my energy. What would you have to say maybe to someone who is listening to this right now and is having an aha moment? What advice would you give to them, Kelly, about like how to protect their energy?
2: I would say you got to call in protection. I do every day. I call on angels. I mean, I ask them to protect me and I call my angels and spirit guides and I specifically call an archangel Michael uh, and Archangel Raphael and Archangel Metatron. And I asked them to wrap me in a spiritual screen and keep out anything negative and low vibrational. And I think that is super helpful. And it's, you can visualize things. You can visualize a, a, a shield, you know, visualize yourself mm-hmm. being protected. All these things. I mean, to somebody who is like maybe a non-believer may think, Oh, that sounds silly, but it's not silly. No. Everything is all about intention and what you call in. And if you call in and ask for your angels to help you, they will. They honor your free will, but that angels are these beautiful beings of light who are here to support us. They want to support Call in those angels because they're here to help you.
1: Absolutely. And I do very similar to what you just said. I imagine the protective white shield of energy. It's like a very strong, I use, I'm really drawn to iridescence. So like an iridescent shield around me that encompasses my whole entire body, my car, my house, my family, (laughs) everyone is in my energy shield, like my energy bubble. And it is so strong. And it is so powerful that nothing can penetrate that. And as far any uh, as far as anything that's unwanted. Now, of course, you know I want to still be there to help people or to talk to people, and so I think that right. we, sometimes and you, you also go out in
2: the rain and not get wet, right? So you're still yeah. gonna get some of it. <laughs>
1: but... Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, having that protection is so important. It's a matter of believing that it's there and then doing the practice every day before you go out. I found that for me, that really helped. That really helped a lot. And talking about angels, so interesting that you said that about free will and angels, because I recently, in another session, (laughs) I had one of my clients connect with Archangel Michael. And he was said exactly what you just said. I'm here. I'm always here for you. You just need to call on me. I respect your free will and will not interfere unless called upon. So.
2: Very powerful. It's so Mm -hmm. powerful. And, you know, if you're, you're having trouble sleeping, I recommend doing a meditation or if you're at work and you have the ability during your break, step away, take some deep Mm -hmm. breaths and do that visualization because even just a little bit helps you know, to help release or recenter yourself. And then you can kind of get back at it.
1: I want to go back a little bit to Reiki, because as a practitioner of Reiki, when I got my level one attunement, and I'm just curious, I'm sure this happens to everyone, or maybe it's different for everybody. But when I got my attunement, I noticed that I was having very vivid dreams. And I was seeing symbols in my dreams. And I ended up like writing them down. I haven't found what they're are yet is there uh, but i was wondering did did it like wonder that if happen they're the reiki to the symbols yeah well, for reiki level
2: 2 there are three symbols that you learn i i would be really curious to know if that's what those were uh, mm-hmm. but yes one reiki is no, when you get go through an attunement it's a very powerful experience it increases your psychic sensibilities your own healing and you you can reconnect to past life it's a very powerful experience you get very connected to spirit and mm-hmm. it just changes you and you don't, you're just not, you're never the same, you know, and, and in, in a good way, you're never yeah. the same in a good, way, in a very yeah. good way.
1: I, it's interesting because I did actually check the Reiki, one of my good friends is a Reiki master. So I checked all of the Reiki symbols and what I received in my dream is not anything that we could locate. So I'm still on the hunt. I'll, I'll send oh, you a picture of it later. Yeah, it is interesting. So I, I'm still trying to figure this Maybe out. Maybe you're channeling
2: your own form of Reiki that you're Mm -hmm. going to develop. I wonder if it's that, I mean, that you could there, because there has been many different kinds of Reiki that has developed since it has come out, Karuna and all sorts of different types out there. I I encourage people to go out and try things and see what works for you because there's all the different healing modalities and some may work for you and some may not, you know, just find what works for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there are so many healing modalities and that's the beauty of it though, is when we start doing It's just basic self care at a certain level. But when we start to do and practice regular self care, it becomes the catalyst for the spiritual awakening for the spiritual journey, because we are going inward, we are taking care of the mind, body and the soul. And so I love that right now, we are in such amazing time where it's okay to kind of deviate from the traditional, you know, Western medicine and seek alternative types of healing and self care practices.
2: And you know what I think is really cool too. So you're going, you have these epiphanies, these aha moments, and you have your spiritual awakening, but things are still going to happen in your life. But the beautiful Mm -hmm. piece is, is now you're going to have all these tools in your toolbox that you didn't have before. And you're going to be able to weather those storms in a whole different way. And you're going to be able to look at it in a whole different way.
1: It's just a really
2: beautiful thing.
1: And one practice that has really been impactful and changed my whole perspective on life is the practice of gratitude. And I know that you also focus a lot on that, too. What what changes have you seen in your personal life from just focusing on that gratitude?
2: gratitude is a huge piece. Mm-hmm. The universe isn't going to give you more of something if you're not grateful for what you already have. And for the, us in the Western world, um, it, we have so much more than than a lot of people do. You have a, a warm place to stay. You've got clean water, access to food. What we have is so uh, wonderful. Just being grateful is so is so important. And when you are grateful, you, what you are, you get more of that. That's how you are co-creating with the universe. You are telling You know, we are always co-creating with the universe with through our thoughts, through our Mm -hmm. actions. So when you are doing those things, when you are grateful, you are going to get more of what you are grateful for.
1: 100% agree. I would say that gratitude is one of the things early on that I started practicing that really shifted my perspective on everything. Are you familiar by chance with the five minute journal?
2: I, I am not, but okay. I would love to hear about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd love to tell you about it because I still have my five minute journal. So the five minute journal is really simple, and I recommend it for anybody. And it just has you know simple pages, and every morning you write three things that you're thankful for when you wake up. I'm thankful, you know, for my my family, my dogs, my house. I'm thankful for me to eat today. I'm thankful, you know, whatever it is. And then I'm the fourth, up. yeah, oh I of my coffee. Love coffee. And then before bed, you write three good things that happened that day. And so that five-minute journal, to me, like changed everything. Uh, It shifts
2: your whole focus. It shifts Mm -hmm. your whole energy field because you're focusing on what's good. And that's finding joy because I want everybody out there to know that when you're a hard time, you can still find the good. You can still find the joy because there is still good things out there. And also know that when you are in a We all experience different things. It's not going to be that way forever. You won't feel that forever. You will move forward and pass that. And as you, I think you kind of said before, struggle becomes your strength. You are stronger as you learn and evolve and grow through those things. So I think that's super powerful.
1: Definitely. And I have a saying that life is like the weather, right? I mean, we have our sunny days, we have our hot days, we have rainy days, cloudy days, thunder days, hurricanes, but the sun always shines again.
2: That's right. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. That's, that's beautiful. I love that.
1: Yeah. And early on, when we were just starting this conversation, you're mentioning your books and things like that. What book would you say has been like the most impactful book or that you would recommend for listeners to read if they're just beginning their journey?
2: I would say Rob Schwartz, Your Soul's Plan. I think it's like what you planned, how you planned your life before you came here. Mm -hmm. That is such an interesting book. And it really does make you look at everything differently. And it, it helped me to understand other people. I have a brother that has some substance abuse issues, and it helped me look at him in a whole different way. You look at everybody in a different way. You know, they, you we go through life and there, you know, you look, there's all this judgment about people who are, you know, the drug dealers and the, the downtrodden in the world. And you read Rob Schwartz's book, and it gives you a whole different view of what those people are sometimes the bravest people, because they choose those lives to teach compassion, to teach tolerance, to teach all of this, several messages. I mean, it's just such a beautiful thing. But you know, without before I that's not what you're taught growing up, that you know, that that nobody has that sort of a Deep perspective on what, not that it's not painful to have somebody in your life who has those issues. I, I can attest that it absolutely is. But it definitely is there to teach you. And I think his books really give a different perspective on that and what we agreed to and why we agreed to it. And I think that's a, an important piece. And I think it's also helpful to know that because it, if you know that that is something that you agreed to learn when you came here on this earth then Mm -hmm. it's, it's not as you don't see yourself as a victim anymore. You're like, okay, that's what I agreed to. That's what I'm here to learn. I'm going to go with it. And if you're, I would say it's really important to move out of that state of victimhood because of as being in a victimhood mindset is not a a mindset of empowerment.
0: Mm -mm. You need to
2: move yourself out of that and say, you know what, because that's what happens to us in life. It's just a chapter. It's not the story. It's not your whole being. It's not who you are, right? You know, that doesn't define you. It's just a chapter. And then you learn and you go on to the next one, keep learning and, and growing. That's what we came here. We're spiritual beings who came here to have a human experience.
1: Absolutely. I think his
2: book really talks about that and it just really lays that out for everybody. And I think that that is just so important to learning, you know, why we're here and why kindness is so important The other thing that I think, or that I would love to mention to people to check out is Mark Gober has this, I think it's an eight episode podcast. It's called, where is my mind? And he goes through um, all things about the subconscious mind. And uh, he goes through, he talks to many different types of scientists And the most powerful episode for me was when he talked to several people who had near-death experiences and they talked about the life review. There's one gentleman in particular that he talked to, his name is Danian Brinkley. And this guy has um, had four near-death experiences and he's had to do the life review four different times where you review everything that you did in your life, how it other people felt about it. Like if some, if you gave somebody joy, you feel the joy. If you hurt someone, you feel the hurt. He was a, he was a soldier and he was a very, like, he, he he killed a lot of people. So it's just a super interesting thing. So I, I definitely recommend checking out that podcast because it explains so many things about the, 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 your conscious mind and you know, what we're here to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect segue, Kelly, because actually Mark Gober is going to be a guest on my show. Uh, I, I Amazing. Have yeah. And um, I it just started. Yeah. And I actually just started listening. Listening, So I'm excited to see about that because that really aligns with exactly what I do. I work with the deepest parts of the subconscious mind, uncovering past life regressions and stories. And yes, um, you are correct. And Mark Gober apparently is also correct uh, that. We all go and do the life review. So in my sessions, once the client pass o- passes over and through that death experience, we always go and we will review a life. And during that time, we'll talk about the life lesson that was learned, um, why they made a difference, and we'll talk about soul contracts. Also, there is a point in time that the soul was offered the opportunity depending on the type of life that they live they have this place that they can go to it's more like a soul cleansing and so sometimes if they lived, for instance the life you mentioned just now where the guy was a vietnam vet and went through some heavy stuff in that lifetime the they have the option to go and cleanse their soul and i don't know the specifics yet i'm still hoping maybe more clients will come through i can ask them more questions about that but it is there is that option and opportunity to do so One book that really impacted my life is also kind of to your point is uh, with past life regressions and things like that. And how the soul goes through these different challenges is uh, the book by Dr. Brian Weiss. It's called Many Lives, Many Masters.
2: I read that. That is an excellent book.
1: Yeah, the reason why I love it is because he was, you know, a doctor, and this lady, I think it was her name was Catherine, Catherine. I want to say Catherine, came to him because she was struggling with severe anxiety, and he is a psychologist. And the anxiety um, that she was going through was so severe that I think it was to the point where she couldn't function at work. She worked in a hospital. And it had taken over her life completely. She was having difficulties leaving the house. And it started out with just, you know, kind of therapy sessions. And one day he decided to do hypnosis, not even intending for past life to pop up, just the hypnosis to see if he can help her find the root cause of her severe anxiety. And bam, she (laughs) went into this past life um, experience and Um, a pattern that kept coming up for her was that she was usually in some sort of like a servant role in her previous lifetime. But she went to see him over a course of, I gather, I believe it was several years or maybe several months. It was quite an extensive time that she was working with him. And he found that the hypnosis was effective. And every time she would regress to a different lifetime, a different story. So she was the master of many different lifetimes. And it changed his whole entire perspective, because he stumbled across this, I don't think intentionally at all, I think the intention was just to do the hypnosis and kind of program to overcome the anxieties. And I love the fact that time and time again, that these past lives and these stories that we find when we do these regressions that they're validated by, you know, the details, the feelings and the emotions that come up. Fascinating.
2: Absolutely fascinating. It's just beautiful. But that's an incredible book. I mm-hmm. also recommend people to uh, dive in and read that one. Absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. That's and awesome. I definitely say that for me in my line of work, he's you no. Know, I would consider like a role model as well as, of course, Dolores Cannon, I talk obsessively about Dolores. Who would you say is like a role model or even a mentor for you along your journey and why?
2: Um, I would say Laura Powers. She's really been an amazing role model and mentor. Um, I've taken a couple of her classes. I've done some one-on-one training with her. Um, And really, I think what's important for everybody to understand is, you know, we are in charge of what we experience in life. And no matter where you're at, you can change your situation. You can be whatever you can do that. And it's just believing that you can do it. You know, so much is, is in that. And I just, she, I love all the messages she puts out. I love what she teaches and you could, I recommend people to listen to her podcast, the healing powers podcast. She has several books. I, like I said, her book, angels and ascended masters, really was very profound for me. She has several other books on angels as well, how to like give and receive and manifest and use their guidance. I'm not saying all the titles exactly the right way. So people find her on Amazon because she's got a a bunch of wonderful books. She has class. I have her meditation class. It's just awesome. She just has all these things out there, teaches you about energy healing and how to use it. And she encourages people to explore and find what works for them in their healing modalities. And I think that's I just love that. I Just honoring everybody for the light and the magic that they bring to the world.
1: Absolutely. I just love Laura too. Um, That's how we ended up meeting. And it's so interesting how the universe aligns us because I was wanting to start guesting on podcasts. And so I reached out to a few podcasts requesting, you know, if I could come on the show and be a guest. And Laura responded. And I didn't even know she lived in Las Vegas. So it was just like a total coincidence. And she's like, oh, well, I live in Vegas. And then I was like, oh my goodness, why don't you come see me for a session? Like I invited her to come for a session so that we could talk about it on the podcast. And that's how I met Laura and then done a couple of, you know, various things with her. And we met in one of her courses. And so... Absolutely. I think that the universe aligned, aligned me with Laura. So she does so much amazing the community. Thanks. Mm-hmm. It's
2: finding people because I think that's a piece about your spiritual awakening that we haven't talked about yet is, you know, as you change and grow spiritually, the people around you changing change too. Um, the, you know, like your jobs, the jobs that you work they're no longer for you, you know, or maybe it's people or relationships, you just you change and grow and finding that community piece. And through, I would advise people to find that spiritual community where you can be connected with people. And what's awesome about Laura's classes, and where you find that community is you connect with people from all over the world, all over the United States, and you develop these connections and friendships, and they're, they're long lasting, and it's a great support system.
1: I absolutely agree with community. And it's so interesting you mentioned that again, (laughs) because I just had this conversation (laughs) just yesterday. So, and I I feel called to talk about it right now, because I think that a lot of people maybe might do this, or maybe I'm just the only one, but I had joined this community online. It was a Facebook group here in Las Vegas. It's called Spiritual Awakening and I joined it several years ago. And then I was scared to kind of step out into the community. And so I would kind of like stalk. I would go in like almost every day. I would like read all the posts and see the people doing stuff. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to go to Drum Circle. But I was shy. I was scared. I don't know anybody. And so I kind of just watched in the shadows of this group for so long. I never stepped out into the group. And then when after everything happened and I put in my notice and I started doing sessions, one day I was like, screw it. I'm going to throw myself out there. And if it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, whatever. So I created this post and offered free sessions. I was like, hi, I'm a quantum healing practitioner. I really want to get to know some people in this community. I'd love to gift a free session. And it's actually, that's it's a lot. It was a little bit, I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit draining for me because my sessions are about five hours. It's the deepest, most profound spiritual work that somebody can do on a journey is you know is a quantum healing session it, it's it's pretty intense and so I have gifted sessions to the community but I also met some people now who I would say are some of my closest and dearest friends and that's why we, I was talking with my dear friend obsidian white yesterday we were talking just talking about that and they said to her like let's host an event that is just like a mix and mingle for those people who are lurking in the shadows like I did for almost three years and who maybe are a little bit kind of scared to come and stuff into the community and my point is is that for anybody who maybe might be doing that or a little bit nervous about um, going right, and so you know yeah putting themselves out there you have nothing to lose you really just don't I gained so much so many friends and so many relationships and I've learned a lot and joined some circles and made some really incredible friends just by that one post.
2: (laughs) Yes. And you never know what, who you're going to get connected with. And Mm -hmm. it's just an amazing thing. You just never know. But the universe works in that way that the people who are meant for you will find you. And I think that's such a beautiful thing.
1: So true. So true. Well, what goals are you working on right now? So I know, you know, we have have, are doing Reiki and we have our podcasts that we're both working on launching right now. Do you have any goals for the future? What's your next step?
0: I
2: want to become a Reiki master. That is, Mm. uh, I would really love to do that. That is one of my goals. I would love to teach eventually too. I think that would, it would be really good to teach. I think it's super important to teach children. I have young children and there's a lot of things I've learned uh, as an adult that I wish I would have known as a kid. they're just not taught. It's not widely taught or talked about. People don't talk about what is energy vibration, you know, all those things. It's just not like a typical conversation, even as adults. Right. And, and if you think back to when you were running a call center, how many people were talking about vibration or energy, not many, right. Probably not any, (laughs) you know, so it's just, I think it's, you know, learning about it, teaching your children and using their intuition. I think that is so important is, is knowing and listening to what your body tells you, you know about a person. You know your, you know whatever you feel, <laughs> trust that. And I just think that that is so important. And it's also something I'm really passionate about. Is I'd really love to help bring to the world more awareness to the to young people and to to teenagers. I mean, teenagers these days. I have my son is 13, and middle school is a is just a, a treacherous.
1: <laughs> God, those I'm not gonna lie, those were the worst years of my life. <laughs> middle school, they were the I most think, challenging. I,
2: I think it's important for them to know, and I've told him this, is that you're not going to be for everybody. And it's, you don't need to change who you are for anybody else. And you need to be who you are unapologetically. And I I firmly believe that for adults and anyone listening, be who you are.
1: That's interesting. I think you answered my next question, because my next question was, what do you wish your younger self knew? So you kind of, you kind of just answered that.
2: Be who you are and unapologetically, yeah. never shrink yourself for anyone else. Don't feel that you have to change yourself to, to fit in anywhere. Just be true to yourself. And,
1: and I think for me, when I think about that younger version of myself, I think that the message like, I would give myself is that it's going to be okay. Like how we talked about earlier, life comes in phases and chapters, it's, you know, your story and what you're going through at the moment isn't ultimately define you, but it's what creates you, right? And it's part of your path for a reason. So I just wish that I could, you know, give my my previous, my younger self, that information and that comfort and knowing that. And I think for my goals next, I'm really feeling called to hone in and develop my my psychic abilities more. Am I even possibly work with Laura on that? Do so you know that she has something upcoming. I think that's insane. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the schedule aligns because I'm actually going to be touring Asia this summer. So I don't know. We'll see if that aligns for me. But I'm really feeling called to do that. And I've been researching a lot about remote viewing and things like that. So we'll see. I'm defining Mark my next Ober steps.
2: Markover talks about remote viewing in his podcast series. So for anyone interested mm-hmm. in remote viewing, that is another fascinating topic.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: The U.S. government
1: had done mm-hmm. a whole
2: project in several years of research and used that before drones and things became a thing. So it's it's fascinating that you. it's so interesting. But yes, that is also discussed in Mark Gober's uh, series, Where's My Mind.
1: Synchronicities. Right? Yes. Because I just started like yesterday listening and I'm like, I want to learn remote viewing. I didn't even know. So, wow. Okay. That's so incredible. I'm excited. I'm really excited to have him on and to to listen to everything and to learn about that too. I I think my friend kind of called to to learn that as well.
2: That's fascinating, Jennifer. I just want to thank you so much for uh sharing your story. I think that a lot of people are gonna be able to learn and they're gonna to totally be interested and they're gonna wanna pass life regression. <laughs> what did I come here to do?
1: <laughs> yeah. You That's, know- I know
2: that- I know that's actually something that I've always wanted to do. So. I,
1: I would encourage you to do it. So much gets uncovered. And you that's why I love my modality that I work on with quantum healing. It, yes, past life regression is part of it. But it's so much more than just that. You know, it's past life regression. It's scanning the body, look, you know, releasing emotions, doing self-healing. It's asking those questions to your subconscious and then your subconscious mind actually responds back and gives you advice and tells you like what to do with your life and everything's recorded and so it's it's just fascinating what what comes up I definitely would recommend you know if you're interested you know to do a session and I you know I appreciate your time today as well Kelly. do you have any final thoughts or advice or anything that you want to say to the listeners as we wrap up
2: Make self-care your mantra, your motto, and, you know, we're here to be love and kind. So I think that that's really a very important thing to just remember to be compassionate and kind.
1: Definitely. And I would just say to anybody listening right now who is on the verge of taking that step, that leap, who maybe is curious about their life purpose, but doesn't know what the next move is and they're unhappy in their life and happy in their job, don't be afraid to change it follow your instincts, surrender yeah. to your intuition. I promise you your life will change and don't listen to the fear. It will work out. It will That's work the real out. the
2: four letter word. I say fear. It's mm-hmm. it's not the other yeah. one. Fear is the yeah. real four letter word.
1: <laughs> That's true. That is so true. Well, I hope that everybody enjoyed listening in. I'll include all of your information and links in the show notes and, uh, I appreciate this conversation today and getting I to know to you want
2: to go to uh, share your website. So if anyone wants to book a session with you, cause you can do it remotely. So they don't have to be in the Las Vegas area, which I think is awesome. They can do it remotely.
1: That is correct. And thanks for mentioning that because I am actually trained in two modalities. There is an online version It's called BQH. It stands for beyond quantum healing. And that is the online version that I use for remote sessions. And then QHHT, which is, is very similar, they're both very similar uh, modalities and highly effective. QHHD is what's utilized for in-person sessions. So anybody, yes, who is interested in learning more or working with me, or if you even just have questions, I'm always available. My website is thesoulexperiences.com. And experiences is plural with an S, so thesoulexperiences.com. And Kelly, how could our listeners also get a hold of you for anybody who's interested in working with you and doing Reiki?
2: Uh, they can email me at Enlighten and Elevate at gmail.com. Lovely. So thanks so
1: yes. Thanks so much.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the soul experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum healing hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.